With your powers combined, we are fan holes. Go, go, go fan holes. Can't believe there's a chat room big enough to hold all of our present bodies. <laughs> wow. Of all the things I missed about the show, I miss Tony being wrong always. We've already got a me. We don't need another me. Oh boy, a Bashir episode. <laughs> <laughs> ah yes, Derek. Lover of lobster women. Defender of Starfire's fidelity. I just want to know, who is the consultant? Who could he be? <laughs> no, I have no eyes. <laughs> Nobody can relate to a, a talking cat that eats lasagna. I'll okay. do it, but I want to be immediately killed afterwards. <laughs> Derek, in your Derek layer, do you have a list of that tells you like how to take down the other fan holes? Should we like go crazy? <laughs> how does my stupid voice sound? You sound beautiful. Like ten times sexier. Good job. No one gets us because we don't explain it. Hey, folks, and we'll, welcome back to Fan Holes Podcast. Uh, I'm Mike. I'm going to be your host this evening, and uh, we are doing a sort of sequel episode to an episode we did uh, not too long ago. Uh, once again, we are joined by a special guest. Uh, why don't you say hi? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We 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 have T.J. David back from the the Quad M show. I'm 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 again using my. Uh, the lifeline call for for help with this podcast so i i needed to bring tj back so he can he can chat with mike about this and and as i was telling the guys before we started i i'm just an observer i'm I'm just gonna sit back and hang out and everything so you know that's that's what's going on you know anti-metal gear metal gear <laughs> metal gear no thank, thank you guys again for having me on it's it's, it's always a treat to come on whenever you guys whenever you guys need help in hand i'm always here and and thanks, thanks for having me on, so I can wax philosophical about the the Metal Gear Solid Two digital comic. Yeah, uh, the, again, like I, I told you the first time, it's like it's good to have someone like who, who knows what they're talking about, basically. Like so, like I'm, and I, I, I like. You know, I like we like you know I like exposing Derek to stuff he's probably like you know never seen or experienced before, and like vice versa. But also, like you know, it's it's good to have a touchstone, like you know. Insert boob joke here. Yes. Insert boob joke here. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Indeed. <laughs> A woman. Show your great ass. You men, you're all the same. Eventually, this was released in English as part of like uh, the Metal Gear Legacy collection, and they they like you know they got almost the entire like English cast back to record for it, and uh, you know uh, it's. It's an adaptation of like Ashley Woods like Metal Gear Solid 2 comic book adaptation or well you know in a as a motion comic and it's it's I'd say it's a lot not a lot different than the actual game plot but there are many many like key differences to it and I'm sure we're going to get into that but uh just as a brief like you know history for Metal Gear Solid 2 Sons of Liberty like um like I like my friend, I didn't have a PlayStation two at the time, but my friend did. And, uh, you know, he got, uh, what was it? TJ like zone of enders. I think that had the demo for like sons of Liberty. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the demo. Yeah. The demo. I, I think it was like, um, it had, I, I don't know if it had the trailer per se, but it had the demo and you got to play up to, uh, like maybe a quarter of the way into the tanker stage. Wasn't it? Didn't it end when you fought Olga 
if I remember correctly, like yes, or, or maybe like a little after that. I I keep wanting to think that it was a, like when he actually went down into the, that that long tunnel. Yeah, you know, like I, I can't. But but it, it, it's foggy enough for me. I can't remember. But I do I do remember you at least got up to the Olga Galerkovich fight. Yeah, I don't I, remember I, if it got past that at all. I used to go over my friend's house after school and we used to like replay that demo like over and over again. And like we kept, you know, discovering new things about that, like boss battle with Olga. Like, you know, you can shoot out the lights, you can shoot the tarp so it like flies in her face and stuff. And like we were all like blown away like at that time. Well, yeah. And see, I mean, here's the thing, because, you know, the fact that it had been, you know, what almost coming up on four years since the first Metal Gear got released, that so much of that 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 game technology had changed. Not just not just by the fact you were jumped up to the PS2, but even PS1 had changed enough. And it was like you said, going through and seeing it, there was so much that you could do throughout the game. I mean, not just the alert, you know, just not the the fight with Olga, but it was the fact that when you went into um, the bar. And you were able to shoot out the bottles and each individual bottle would shatter. Or if there was uh, like there, I think there was like a bucket of ice or something. And if it got knocked down, you could actually see the ice melt. And for game graphics at that time, now we're talking 20 years ago, for game graphics at that time, uh, that was just insane. Because everything at that point in time, all the backgrounds were like, um, you know, pre pre uh, rendered and, and and whatnot. So you really didn't have that kind of interactivity. Where if you shot at at, at a thing of watermelons, the watermelons exploded. That was that was insane. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And then you know when the final when finally the game came out, like I remember I was all mad because like I couldn't go over my friend's house like the day the game came out. So he was like, well, dude, I'm not waiting for you. Like, I'm going to play this. So I was like, oh, man, OK, fine. That's, you know, that's fair. Like, and then I, I went over his house a couple days later and he was kind of like, oh, dude, like, I don't know what's going on, but like, I'm not playing as Snake anymore in the game. It's like I was like, what? And they're like, Let, check this out. And like he was like, you know, deep into the big shell and he was riding. And I was like, so, you know, we're going to switch back to Snake eventually. Right. And he was like, yeah, yeah, we should. Right. And then, you know, it didn't. <laughs> but I mean. And that's, you know, that's an infamous moment in gaming history, like for most people, where you realize you're you're going to be playing as Raiden for like, you know, the rest of the game, basically. But, you know, like, yeah, five percent of the game. Yeah, you can you can look back. I mean, I can look back on it and uh, and think it that it was like a good move. And I, I see what, you know, Kojima was like going for. But like at the time, it was kind of disappointing. Like, I think like what TJ, like what about like what was your like initial gut reaction to that? Well, I, I remember, I mean, leading up to that, um, I, I remember my my first part of disappointment was the fact that the game had got pushed out for like six months. And I and it was, ironically, I just moved to New Jersey at the time because I was I was per pursuing my, my dream goal of being a professional wrestler. So I just moved to New Jersey and two weeks after that nine 11 had happened and they ended up pushing out the metal gear Solid two game for like another six months or something because they had to get rid of all of that footage with the world, with the, the world trade center. They had to get rid of all of those first. So I remember that was my 
first disappointment was having to wait for, for that to take place. And then, and then when I played the game, knowing the way Kojima was with stories, I went ahead and let it play out. And I remember that I was disappointed not being able to play a snake because it's Metal Gear, you should be playing at Snake or a variation of Snake, as it were, with, with future installments. Um, but because the gameplay had advanced so much that you could actually do things in first-person perspective, there was so much exploration you could do, and there was so much other of those little little Kojima Easter egg hidden gems that are just scattered throughout there. I... eventually after the initial shock of Raiden had passed, I accepted it for what it was, which was at that time a a really good game that I think a lot of people for what it may or may not be. I think, I think, I think it's one of the more misunderstood games because of the okie doke, the Kojima pulled Um, in hindsight. Like you said, I see what he was going for with it. Um, but because of that, when it comes to the game in and of itself, I think of the five um, sol- uh, Metal Gear Solid games, I think I rank it like fourth. Like it's not one of my favorite games. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with you. It's probably the one that, like, I if if uh, you gave me a you know all the Metal Gear Solid games and said replay one, like it wouldn't be my first pick either. Yeah. But, uh, like, okay, well, Derek, now, do you have a history with Metal Gear Solid 2, like, Sons of Liberty, like, at all beyond this motion comic? Mm, no, I don't, I don't think so. I, I, I know I read the Ashley Wood comics, but I'm, I'm starting to wonder if I read them as far as this story goes. Because I, I, I feel like I have recognition of it because of things you guys talked about, so I started putting pieces of things together you know I, I i'm all oh yeah the president and he's solidus and this is what they were talking about before and i'm kind of seeing it play out in real time so like that kind of stuff i guess you know maybe through osmosis but i i feel like most of this was new to me because i think i think for me it was a lot of like from my perspective watching the motion comic there was a lot of people making sly references and i wasn't sure if I was supposed to know what they were referencing or if it was supposed to be a reference of mystery. Um, and then, you know, I just kind of let things play out, which seemed to be, you know, lots of talky, talky, fighty, fighty, run, run, run type stuff. Right. Like where it's, you know, you, you, you people get into a big fight and then they have a, you know, exposition dump, you know, for like, you know, 20 minutes. And then there's another, you know, kind of, whatever it is, like, you know, sneaky fight scene or whatever it is. And then there's another exposition dump or whatever. So, like, I guess my perspective on it was, I mean, I quickly got the idea that this was going to be Raiden's story, right? So, I and I guess I don't have as much. I mean, I get that, that Snake is the main guy, but, I mean, I, I, I just kind of figured it was, like, video game franchises, you know, like Resident Evil or, you know what I mean? Like, oh, they, you know, there's different lead characters in franchise video games, especially when they start sequelizing. Right. So that doesn't that that didn't throw me for too much of a loop. I, I again, I wasn't sure if I was supposed to 
know who Raiden was before he was Raiden or not, but I didn't, and I just kind of figured it was part of the mystery. I mean, my take on him is he's kind of like, I don't know, the, the adult version of him is kind of like Alex from Street Fighter V to me, like kind of like coming in and being a, a good guy replacement for some of the main characters. And then I kind of thought his backstory reminded me of uh, Mikazuki from Iron-Blooded Orphans. So I was kind of like, oh, OK, I kind of I mean, I kind of got what they were putting down when I I sort of keyed in on those, you know, I guess exposition flashback type dumps that came in between some of the 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 action and everything like that. So, I mean, that 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 was kind of like my main takeaway. I mean, I, I let me put it this way. Like, I probably couldn't tell you all the characters names in this, but I, I, I know Raiden. I, I obviously know who Snake is, and I know that Raiden was all about Rose. You know what I mean? And then, and then you guys bring up like Olga and uh, you know Solidus and Liquid and you know all these other fucking snakes. So I'm like, okay, I I, I kind of was. <laughs> I kind of was following like everything that was going on. I mean, I don't know the 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 whole conspiratorial stuff. After a while, it's like part part of you is kind of like this is ludicrous, and then part of you is kind of like, well, in the day and age we live in, it's probably not so ludicrous. But then, like, I, I always feel like whoever thinks it's ludicrous isn't. I don't know in the bent over position, I suppose, but whatever. I don't know. Anyway, but um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I, I just kind of for for the most part, I kind of just kind of took it all in. I enjoyed it. I mean, I, and again, I I'll just go out there and say, you know, for what it is, the 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 motion comic aspect of it, I I still think it's a pretty well done production, uh, same as the the previous one, right? The the voice acting, I think, is to me. I mean, I I thought the voice acting was very good. You know, I, I know it has the, the dialogue balloons like some previous motion comics do. So if you're if you can't stand that, that that's an aspect to this. But I think the way they did it works perfectly fine. You know, I and, and then, you know, of course, it's a what like it, it, basically it's 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 way better than the Watchmen motion comic, but it's not quite as, you know, I guess, quote unquote, high, high caliber or high, you know, technologically advanced as, say, you know, some of the more recent, you know, uh, Marvel motion comics where they don't have the dialogue balloons and they, they really try to feign that that animation of the different artists. Whereas this is this is somewhere in between that. But I, I still think it's it's well done. So I, I just wanted to sort of get that out on record, too. Yeah, as, as you you know, as you brought that up, I, I, I'm sorry, I just have a, a, a quick question slash statement on this, because one of my biggest criticisms of this digital comic and and you you had spoken earlier about the differences in the adaptations, and and this is a good question for you there, uh, Derek. One of my biggest criticisms was the fact that this digital comic barely touched any part of the tanker, you know that the beginning of the of the actual game that tanker segment. It barely touches on it at the beginning, and then it does it through flashbacks later on. And I felt that as I was watching this, it felt to me that somebody coming into this comic without having played the game before is just going to get so horrendously confused. Like if you had played the game and you had, you know, you you had jammed out on it way ahead of time and, and you were a fan, 
it was not going to be that big a deal because you knew what was going on. How much of that opening segment where, you know, it just starts off with him dragging Olga off to the, to the side or whatever, and it gets to him taking the pictures and then it just is done. And then it cuts right to, to, to Ryden. Like, like how, how much of that was confusing for somebody that hadn't played the game? Like, I, like, like as far as getting in where you're like, what the hell's going on here? I, I don't know that that was like, I mean, I, it's weird to say, cause I, I feel like I, I took that at face value. Like I was just willing to let them explain it as they saw fit. So, I mean, cause, cause it, it, you, you have to think from my perspective, I was thinking, am I supposed to know about this or is this supposed to be a mystery? And, and I, I think, I think my default, like my neutral in, in this watching this was to assume that everything was going to be a mystery that would later be revealed to me as opposed to assuming I'm stupid and don't know what's going on. And when I watched it that way, like, I mean, it, it, you know, the, the stuff for me that that I think was just I, I, I don't know if it was like confusing in the sense that that I didn't comprehend it. But the, the, the things that were confusing about this was the way they would they would try to convey like I, I, I guess I still don't understand. You know, it's like it's like, OK, so the Patriots are. Like the freaking Illuminati or some, you know what I mean? Like, like it's, I, I'm just trying to figure out like, okay, that's fine. And and they've been controlling everything behind the scenes, but then it's like, okay, so, so w- w- I, I guess to me, I'm uh, the thing that, that baffles my, my comprehension level is just kind of like, what's the point of metal gear? Like wh- why do they keep making bigger, bigger metal gears? Like what, what advantage, like, is, is that just the currency of power in this universe that like, the more it's like it seems like you know okay you had like metal gear and then now all of a sudden the whole you know i don't know what is it like the uh oil rig or docking station or whatever the fuck it was like that now now the metal gear is going to be fucking fortress maximus and be this gigantic fucking me- and i'm like what, what so what was the like I, I don't know. I just, I, I just, th- that I was like, kind of like, and, and people were, you know, quickly like swapping sides. And the one guy had his split personality, you know, cause it's like the, the, um, what's his face? Um, um, not Otacon. Who's the other guy with the Ocelot? Ocelot. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Ocelot one minute is Ocelot. And he's, he's, he's moving forward with his agenda, which I don't understand. And then all of a sudden it's like, I'm a split personality. And now I'm, I'm, uh, liquid guy and liquid guy has his own agenda and it's just kind of like okay like i i don't understand any of your agendas and 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 also you're insane like so i don't you know that that part of it i i don't I, it, to me it was just like all right he he's a bad guy whatever personality he's whatever mode he's in he's he's up to no good right and you're supposed to root for i guess riding and 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 uh snake to uh to to save the day and and i thought it was funny too because i thought i really thought at the end that it was going to be like a triple rival fusion like i thought that not not only was raiden and and snake gonna team up like i i thought solidus would like kind of go oh i've been i've been hoodwinked and bamboozled by liquid right like so now i'm going to team up with these brothers to take out the, the the immediate threat but then like to me it, it threw me off when he's like oh well now that i have the opportunity i might as well kill you guys now you know and i was just kind of like 
oh, I, I didn't think you were going to do that, but I guess you are, you know? So I was just kind of like, okay. Like, you know, it just seems like there's lots of, uh, you know, I guess human nature, lots of, uh, 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 or, or maybe I should say a poor view of human nature, right? Like lots of backstabbing and treachery and, and you know, the aspect of like, you know, Ryden loves this girl Rose or Rosemary or whatever, but she's kind of a spy and she's kind of keeping tabs on him, but she didn't mean to. And, you know, it just, it seems like everybody's like, sort of fucked in their own own little way right as you as you peel back the layers and to me i just viewed it as if it was confusing to me like i just kind of figured oh this is a mystery that will unravel eventually in front of me which for the most part i mean whether or not it made sense or not i don't know but i mean it seems like they they tried to unravel it so to i guess to go back to your question like i just kind of watched that opening scene and figured okay they're going to tell me about it later and as you kind of mentioned they they do trinkle out you know um you know explanations as you go into it and i i think i mean maybe it's just me but i think if you are trying to make this Ryden's story like i i get for the purposes of the game that that they were trying to hoodwink and bamboozle you the buyers and go oh here's a metal gear sequel and you're like i'm playing a snake like this is how it's supposed to be and then all of a sudden you're like wait a minute what the fuck like now i'm playing as this totally different guy and it was supposed to be this you know i don't know gamer head trip or something like that whereas i think in this they just kind of said look who's the main character here it's Raiden. like let's let's set up that solid snake is going to come later, but let's make this Raiden's piece. So he's, you know, it, it goes with that formula of, you know, you, you got to have the, the, the main character within the first four minutes of the, the script. Right. So, so he, he shows up, you, you establish him and, and you, you, you realize you're following his story. And, 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 you know, for me, I mean, the other thing that's not confusing at all is because of the voice acting, you're familiar with it. So like, you, you know, when, when he's like, what does he call us? I was like, Hey, what's up? My name's Bliskin, you know? And you're just like, dude, I know you're snake. Like, I, I mean, that's not, you know, like, like even me, like, I'm like, Worst I'm a noob. I don't, ever. I'm like, I'm a, I'm a noob. I don't know shit about shit. I mean, you might as well be patch on Madripoor for all I fucking care. Like, I know you're Wolverine. I know you're fucking snake. Like, you, you, like this is this is ridiculous. Like, I, I know who you are. Like, it's not like I'm it's not like I'm like, oh, my God, he was snake. Like, no, that that's not that was not my reaction to this. Welcome to the world of Metal Gear, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> well, what like what you said, Derek, like one of the disappointments to me of this this like motion comic and uh, like I, I you've heard me and brian like complain about it before or maybe i was complaining to it about when i first like read the ashley wood comics mm. but uh like they do you're right they do like orient the story and focus it on Raiden. but at the same time i feel like then they like get especially at the end he gets like all mired up in this like fanboy bullshit where it's like well, yeah, they, snake, they, snake swoops in and has to like save mm-hmm. Raiden from like mm-hmm. his own fight basically it, so. it, it it has episode 2 syndrome you know it's or it's got um you know I'm, I'm trying to think of something else but you know that that's what I immediately think of you know snake is Yoda doing his flippity flippity flops at the end and you're just like what the fuck like this this is not Yoda's movie right like and and and, and the same the same thing creeps in where you're like you know, they, they go to great lengths to set this up as Raiden's piece. And then at the end, you know, Raiden gets fucking clobbered or whatever the fuck. And then, you know, Snake has to step up. And I'm just kind of like, 
Okay, or or you know you, you know what else it reminds me of? It reminds me of the Gohan's arc. You know, they're setting up Gohan the whole time. Like Gohan's the the heir to the throne. You know, Gohan's gonna be the 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 biggest baddest fucking super saiyanist motherfucker there ever was. And then all of a sudden, you know, enough fucking stupid fan letters came in, and they had to fucking bring Goku back to do the stupid fucking spirit bomb. You know, like so it's the same. It's that same thing, like Raiden has to come or, or, you know, Raiden's built up and then and then uh, Solid Snake has to come back to do the fucking spirit bomb. But in this case, it's like the or whatever, you know, sound effect it is that uh, Metal Gear people do. Yeah, like like I think I hinted at this like last time we talked, TJ, but what did you think of like the sort of changes to the story in terms of like what what Raiden does and what Snake does as opposed to what they do in the game? Yeah, you know, I, I think from from a narrative standpoint i do like what they did with quite a bit of um the digital comic to you know either change things up or make it more cohesive for the comic book format as opposed to the video game format prime example in the video game you have this entire segment where you have to run around and defuse the bombs with the coolant spray Meanwhile, Snake's got uh, uh, Stillman, the bomb disposal expert, over in one of the other struts trying to, to, to disarm a bomb, you know, whatever it may be. So they get rid of all of that and just go directly to uh, uh, Raiden versus uh, Fortune. And then in the other big shell core area, they go into more detail what Snake was doing, or at least in the comic, what he was doing. Because in the comic, I remember him, like he he didn't even remotely come across Batman that I remember. I don't think he did. But they made the whole big thing there, and then that's how the the shell two explodes in the in the comic was 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 through that interaction. But here again, another kind of disappointment. I don't want to say I was just really disappointed with the digital comic. There were certain things that they took out that I was not a fan of, like the Peter Stillman backup story where he had faked an injury from an explosion that he that uh, from a bomb he failed to disarm, and so he said he was walking around with a with a fake leg and a can of cane, and it turns out that he had faked that entire thing and he was living with this regret, and it was actually a pretty cool you know, character development story point. Whereas here in the video game, um, he's doing wind sprint or in the, in the digital comic, he's, he's doing wind sprints with, with riding. And I kind of, I just, you know, that kind of bothered me going back to what, 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 what you guys, what Derek was talking about earlier with, uh, you know, snake coming in and, and saving the day. I thought that kind of did a, a disservice for the, for the ending, you know, that whereas again, it's supposed to be writing story. He's supposed to be the one that finishes off Solidus because it would be like if, you know, Luke and Vader are having that major final confrontation on the death star. And then all of a sudden the ghost of Obi-Wan Kenobi comes in, swoops in, saves the day, kills Darth Vader and says, all right, off of you, young man. I mean, <laughs> it's very anticlimactic as far as I was concerned on that end. Well, it's, it, it almost, it, some of the dialogue almost felt like condescending where it's like, all right, you beat up the kid, but let's 
fight like adults, you know? And I was just kind of like, what? <laughs> no, no more child <laughs> abuse. Yeah, he said. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, what the fuck? Like, come on, dude. <laughs> well, use, TJ, using yeah. the Star Wars analogy, I mean, they, they lay it out directly for you when, like, they got Snake quoting, like, Han Solo, like, at one mm. point. Great shot, Ken. That was one in a million. I think one of my one of my favorite interactions where you really didn't get a whole lot in that that final tube section where uh, you know you're you're playing as naked riding and you're waiting for Snake to show up and finally he shows up and he gives you your gear and all that and you just kind of get like twenty seconds to mess around with the sword before you go in and and, and you fight the 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 what, what were they the Goku ninjas or whatever they call themselves. Um, I did like the interaction that they had in the digital comic where he's like, you know, quit sassing me kid or I'm going to knock you the fuck out. You know, whatever it was that he was saying there. I mean, that, that interaction was, was, was very entertaining and I, and I really did dig on that. And, and yeah, I, I think the, the interaction going in there and to a certain extent in the video game, but really in the digital comic, I really did like the way that they, they, um, kind of maybe not so much changed, but sweetened up that interaction between the two where, where again, yeah, you have that kind of Han and Luke, you know, sort of, uh, uh, interaction dichotomy, whatever, whatever you want to call it there. Um, uh, I did, I really did like that characterization of the two, you know, together as the, 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 the makeshift ad hoc team that they were. Yeah, I mean, I, obviously, you know, they got to play up the sort of mentor, like sort of like mentor mentee like relationship between the two. But like, I feel like in this comic more than the game, like, you know, Derek said, like, I feel like Snake was really like condescending to ride in like most of the time or, you know, you just like and this whole game is basically like all of Metal Gear Solid 2, like Sons of Liberty, all the ride in parts. Like the whole point is that he's like a pawn and he's being used by like everyone. And Snake is the only one who's being like real with him, basically. But, you know, in the, in this like motion comic, it's kind of like, you know, <laughs> like, I mean, Snake is still real with him, but he's also like, you know, you know, take a look at this clown. Like, you know, when he's talking <laughs> to Otacon or whatever, like, you know. This green ass rookie, you know, but when 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 you talk about you know the condescending part, I can kind of see it. But but let's really be honest, Snake wasn't the only one being condescending to him. I mean, you can count. I I I, I can I can rattle off at least three different characters between Snake, Solidus, and and the president. What was his name? Johnson. Like all three of them were like, nobody told you anything about this. Are you really that dumb? Did nobody tell you anything? They just threw you in here? You know, I I think Snake was a little more a little more gruff about it because of the fact that he's kind of happened to hold his hand through it. But like a lot of people were just like, really, come on, Corky, get it together. I, I think like like I said, I think the motion comic kind of goes into overdrive with that stuff, and maybe that's like a disappointment to me because like I th- I've grown to like Raiden like over the years, and like especially you know after Metal Gear Solid Four and Metal Gear Rising, which is like I think I told you like last time is actually one of my favorite Metal Gear games, and it's like Raiden's game, and like he he gets to be like the badass and like that game. I, I don't know, like uh, it kind of like it gives me shades of, and Derek will know what I'm talking about that 
Transformers like deviations one shot where it's like, mm. you know, if Optimus Prime was around, like Hotshot would be a total lame like and loser right, right, and like, right, you know, right. basically like I and like I don't like that. Like I that that's like you have to like I get it. Like, you know, people Snake's awesome. Like you want to see Snake do cool things, but like I don't know why they have to do it at the expense of like, you know, someone else they're trying to sell, basically. Like, right. you know, yeah, no, I, I, totally, I totally see where you're going there. I think, and it, it was kind of a problem, that, that, and, I, and I will agree with you on this. Um, Characterization-wise, they really did kind of do a disservice to Raiden in, the, in, the, in that regard. You know, whether whether or not it was just Snake, you know, kind of shitting on him the entire time. But just here again, yeah, he's a pawn, but boy, they just, I mean, even worse than the game. I mean, in the video game, yeah, they would say you didn't know any of this, but it, they didn't really hammer the point home that he was really just dumb and clueless to everything that was going on as much as they did in the comic. And not so much talking about disappointment. Where are you at with, uh, with Quentin Flynn and his voice work? Not so much in the video game, but, but in, 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 in the digital comic. He's okay. Like, maybe I'm just used to him being Raiden, but, like, uh, I think, I don't know, they kind of maybe characterized Raiden a little differently than he's, like, characterized in the game. Like, he's a lot, like, cockier, I guess, in the motion comic, and, like, I think that's reflected, like, in, you know, Quentin Flynn's delivery, and, like, like, I, I think, like, you know, I think he's a good voice actor. I think he did a really good job when he had that, like, flashback to, like, being a child soldier in, like, like Libya when Solidus was having him, like, execute all those guys. Like, I thought he did a good job with that. And, like, I don't know. Like, right. In the game, he's a little more, like, like melodramatic, I guess, like, sometimes. Like, in this, he was a lot, like, gruffer and cockier, maybe. That, that's interesting because th- th- that you say in the video game he's more melodramatic because I always felt like of of all the cast like his delivery seemed more subdued compared to the the word balloon if that makes sense like you, for me I would always you know the word balloon would have like fifty exclamation points and he'd be like hey what's up. You know what I mean? And and you'd think, like, if you were reading that comic book and it had the 50 exclamation points, you'd be like, hey, what's up? You know, like, some, some you know what I mean? Like, something where, where, yeah. where it's, like, you know, more emphasized. But it seemed like there were certain decisions he made where he's like, oh, I want to be a little more subdued or whatever, you know, and not be, like, totally. Like, like, like for example, when he first finds out he, he got the mission, like, like his, it, you know, Rose is kind of like, oh, boy. Do you know what happened? It's like you got the mission, and she's got like these exclamation points in the the dialogue balloons, and he's like, you know, I, I forget what it was, but he's got the same explanation points going, like, you know, oh boy, I got the mission, yeah. But the way he delivers it is kind of like, I got the mission, yeah. You know, like, and you're just kind of like, oh well, you know, I, I don't have any problem with that choice. But to me, it's it, it's interesting that you say that he was melodramatic in the game because I feel like. He was he was playing against the melodrama of his word balloons in this. At any rate, see, and I and I and I I liked his his portrayal, his acting, and what he did in the video game. Um, with the digital comic, it just there were certain things that kind of rubbed me the wrong way, and it wasn't so much like like the example you used where he's you know 
quote unquote blowing out the candles by, you know, slitting throats and all that type of stuff. But there were just some scenes and 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 it's just my opinion where when he's trying to be like the dangerous, you know, you don't want to see the real me, you know, type of thing there. I just, I, I, the, the, the only comparison I can make, and I'm sorry if you guys don't, don't quite see this reference. You remember that old Pat Benatar video, Love is a Battlefield, where, 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 where Pat Benatar is like, you know, leaving home and she becomes a hooker. And at the end of the video, her and all the hookers are doing the fucking shoulder shake when they're going to go beat up their pimp. And in my view, in my thought process here, I'm seeing instead of, you know, you know, Pat Benatar and the hookers with hearts of gold doing the shoulder swivel, I, I'm just, I'm seeing Raiden. And sitting there talking about how dangerous he is while they're going to go beat up the pimp. And it, 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 it just, it didn't fit with me. His his voice his 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 portrayal in this just just didn't quite sit with me. Whereas the video game one I thought was 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 spot on and accurate. This one it's like I I think you're trying too hard for for your 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 high pitched voice. Leave leave the gruff to to David Hayter on this one, pal. Maybe I'm I guess maybe I'm kind of used to Quentin Flynn like you know switching from really subdued to like like manic and gruff and stuff because like and Metal Gear Rising like it's like he can like well here's another Gundam reference like I, I don't know if you're very familiar with Gundam at all TJ but uh, like Derek will probably get this but like um in Metal Gear Rising he basically like is like hallelujah and hallelujah from like double o like mm-hmm. he he can switch like he's normal and then he switches to his like Jack the Ripper like personality okay. basically like at the drop of a hat so you know he'll just be talking hi I'm you know I'm riding I'm cool and smooth and then all of a sudden I'll talk like this like you know so yeah, like maybe I'm just used to it, but like I, I didn't have a huge like you know a huge issue with his voice acting in this like motion comic. Can I can I ask you guys like maybe on my behalf like am am I viewing this story as two meat and potatoes by saying it's like you know runny runny fight fight you know exposition dump exposition dump or like is is there something that you like, is there some deeper meaning to this that you think maybe I didn't take away aside from, you know, the conspiracies and, and that kind of thing like that you would want to point out? I was just going to say, like, the game has a lot more like subtext and text about like or like sort of meta textual like things like sort of where like, you know, it's not only like, you know, they're trying to train Raiden to be like like they're digitally training Raiden in this simulation to be a soldier. It's like they're training you like the gamer to be a killer or whatever, almost. And there's a lot of like messaging like that, like that's like, you know, like if you examine it, it's like, you know, you could get into like, you know, matrix level, like, uh, philosophy debates about it and whatever, but and and that, I, I that's, that, that's why they constantly keep referring to the simulation, even though they're not in a simulation. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. So, and I don't think this, the motion comic hits that up as much as the game does, but like, you're right. Like Derek, like for the, like without the, like sort of, texture of the game i guess like it comes across like that but 
I I don't know, like TJ, like what do you think? It, it would have, a lot of what it boils down to is context. Uh, at least you know from from my my perspective on that. Um, the the comic while kind of as as you say, Derek, there being you know kind of meat and potatoes when it comes to the the real high head, you know the high level concepts that that Kojima was actually trying to put through with the game. Um, contextually, there was you know, the whole thing, as you're playing through the game, it's like, this is just eerily similar to Metal Gear 1, but with different characters. And then when you start piecing it together, and then at the big reveal at the end, with the Solid Snake simulation, and how everything is supposed to line up according, like, okay, I get it. I see what they're trying to create the new soldier. But then it gets deeper into it. And I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't recall that the comic actually did say what the actual acronym for the S3 project was. And it had something to do with like system suppression, something along those lines. But yeah, it, there was it, another it, it yeah, acronym, if I remember yeah, correctly. It, but I, yeah, I don't, I think they leave it at solid snake simulation in this. Yeah. They, they never, they, they, yeah, they don't, they don't bring up what the actual three S3 actually did stand for, which the whole thing about it was, um, the, the control of information and how like, and even in 2001 where you have the internet that has no restraint where people can just throw out information and it's going to be there forever. There's no context. So it becomes information overload. And so what the Patriots were trying to do with this AI was to be able to control the information that's going out to the public in order to bring context to things and being able to, to, you know, let, let the quote unquote less important things fade away. Kind of that old concept of the people that win the wars are actually the ones that write the history books type of thing. And, and it's kind of funny where, you know, depending on how political you are nowadays, it almost fits in, in the narrative in today's political climate when it comes to the whole, Facebook fact checkers and, and all this type of stuff. So maybe it hits home more now than it did at that time. But you're not really going to have that contextual um, connection if you just go with the digital comic. Whereas if you're playing through the game and you have one of Kojima's you know, patented 30-minute long cutscenes that explains everything to you, and then you have to go back and play the game like five or six more times to hopefully really understand what the hell he's talking about. Um, you, 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 you get a lot more of what the actual intent was through the game than you do with the comic. And then am I, am I a dick? Can I, can I, can I just be like, so what was the intent of the game to, to, to question being made a soldier to question the proliferation or control of information like is he is he pro freedom is he is he is he anti-war like what, what you know that that that's the kind of stuff like is that is that too much to put into this is this just supposed to be entertainment or is it is it like meta in the sense of like say i don't know say like halo or gears of war or just you know, meatheads playing video games where people blow each other up. But this one, like, yeah, you're a meathead. Yeah, you're killing people. But now we have this meta layer of saying, like, hey, maybe you should question 
you know, I don't know, the video game industry for for making people a bunch of morons or you, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I'm just like, <laughs> what's 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 well, the what, you know, what's the overarching kind of at, message, I guess. At certain points in the game, and they only go very briefly, like very surface level briefly into this, like in the motion comic, it's like they're almost trying to make you question reality and question like, you know, listening to authority figures no matter what, like and stuff, because it's like once the a the arsenal AI gets corrupted and Cam like Campbell keeps sending right in these messages and like, you know, at this point, you know, you've listened to everything that Campbell has told you to do in the game. And then all of a sudden Campbell's like saying all these weird ass, like, you know, <laughs> the, like, you know, I think in the motion comic, they only do the, you know, the alien abduction story with him. Right. But like he right. he's constantly calling you like at, for a, like a stint of like 10 minutes every five seconds. And his stories just keep getting more and more bizarre. There's there's a point where he's yeah, yeah. train station list. And yeah, <laughs> there's a point where he he calls you and tells you like right in like eject the the disc from your PlayStation Two like right now like like turn the game off like right now like and it gets it's it's trippy like wait yeah. so are are you are you supposed to do that or or you're supposed to like fight the the uh, authority figure and say like fuck you I'm leaving my disc in to finish the game right and okay. it, you know it's it here again it's a lot of I mean, just kind of real quick, going back to your first question regarding if you're just supposed to get enjoyment out of it or if you're supposed to get the deeper meta meaning. It, it really, the, the the beautiful thing about Metal Gear is you, you get you get out of it whatever it is you want to get out of it. If you really want to explore the deep meaning on it, go for it. If you just want to have fun, you know, sneaking up to guys in the bathroom, putting C4 on their back, taking a step back and blowing them up and giggling. <laughs> Go for it. There's a, a really great YouTube video um, series out there. I think the I think the, the the channel is like Super Bunny Hop, and I mean he really gets into like the meta meanings of Metal Gear and what it meant. It you know within within contextualized within society. Mm -hmm. yeah, it's yeah. Something you want to check out. It definitely really is worth the time. Going to the, the, the second question, or the second part of that, where when the virus is going through the AI and your, your, your fake cyber Campbell is having a, a, a fucking uh, a, a nervous breakdown right in front of your eyes, there's also a lot of other things that are going on that you, you don't maybe quite notice. You know, you see like, as you're as you're running down Arsenal gear to get to the the the, the big finale where you're fighting the the the, the, the Gangchu Ginsu ninjas or whatever, you see like bits of game code kind of running down the walls like a matrixy type thing, or when you're in there and you're having that big twenty five, you know, a back to back battle with, with with Snake taking on the ninjas and they're dropping off like flies. At one point, you you don't get this in the comic, but in the video game it actually brings up the, the, the game over screen. And instead of mission failed, it says fission mailed. And, and you're sitting here in like the upper right hand corner, still playing the game while Kojima's fucking with you, giving you the game over screen. It's, he does a lot of that meta stuff that, that you miss 
if you if you're just going off of the digital comic. The deeper philosophical things are much more evident in the game is basically what we're getting at, basically, like the message, the messaging than the like, I mean, I'm sure there's messaging in this, too. But, you know, like you said, it it does kind of come across and, and to an extent, the first digital comic did as well of just, you know, go to from point A to point B to point C, like with exposition in between, basically, like, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I think it's fair to say, I mean, you guys have explained this pretty, pretty well. Like there, there certainly is aspects of Kojima's meta commentary that is lost in translation from, from video game to comic book to motion comic, right? Like there's, it's a different medium, right? And you can't, you know, there's some things you just can't reproduce. I mean, it's kind of what, you know, Alan Moore is famous for saying, like, you know, Watchmen is unfilmable, right? Like that whole thing, you know, like you can't you, you can't capture what I captured in this one medium in a different medium or, or what have you. Right. Like, so, I mean, to, to me, it seems like that that is definitely true of this. You know, it, it, it might be still a entertaining adaptation, but but yeah, there's going to be some things that are just simply lost in translation. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, just, just, yeah, just to kind of close this out. I think at the end of the day, um, if you want the real intent of the story, whether it's it's it, any of the Metal Gear games, go with the game first. The digital comics, in my in my point of in my viewpoint, they're they're a very good supplement. They're a very good way to tell the story without some of those video game trappings. Um, here again, getting rid of the the whole coolant thing to, to disarm, whereas it just tells a much more cleaner story going from, you know, like I said, point A to point B. Um, but it, it's definitely a case of go with the games first to really get the intent of what is supposed to be told. Um, and then just enjoy the digital comics as a competent supplement. Yeah, like I, I, like I wanted to expose Derek to it like this way. Like I was uh, like, I almost used you as a guinea pig or like, you know, I asked you the first time we talked about the the first one. It's like, was this coherent? Like as a story, like, does it work? Like, you know, I mean, you can know, obviously notice the video game, like trappings of it. But it's like, were there, were there any points where you were like totally lost and you couldn't follow it? I mean, I, I just think this was for. For what it is, I, I I will say the one the one thing about it is I I do think it's overly long, you know, like yeah. that 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 aspect of like you you know to to me I get the idea it's like it, you know it, it, I imagine these exist so but then and, and this is not meant as like a statement of offense but I imagine that you know as opposed to say watching the motion comic right like one could easily go and watch a walkthrough of you know whatever uh sequel versions of these games there are right and then you could you could sort of observe you know what's going on even though you're not playing it firsthand right and maybe get another context to it you know so it's like that but but to me i mean it it seems like you know, I don't know, this was what, like three hours long? And like, you know, I'm sure it takes longer to play the games than that. But still, it's like one of those things where you're kind of like, I I think, I don't know, at the very least, I'll I'll just say this, Western audiences expect, or, or probably have certain expectations for 
you know, feature film length for animation for, you know, what TV length things like what have you. Right. And this, this, this does not fit in my opinion into any of those expectations. So, I mean, honestly, the way I treated it this last time was I was like, Oh, how long is this three hours? And then I went, I went, okay, well I'll, I'll sit down and start watching it. And then I think when I got to the hour mark, then I was like, okay, I'm going to take a break. I'm going to go do some things. I'm going to walk the dog. I'm going to, you know, do some other things. I came back and watched like another hour. And I think at that two hour mark to me, I was, uh, there were some things I was intrigued by. So I might've gone a little over that, but then again, I sort of said, all right, now, now I got to, you know, sort of, uh, recharge or whatever, whatever you want to, you know, think of it as. And then, and then I came back. So, I mean, essentially I watched this in three chunks. So that's, and, and, and to me, it's like, I, I don't know that this is something that I could power through and just sit down and watch like, you know, uninterrupted for three hours straight. Yeah, I get that. But I, I was just going to like, sort of change the subject and like, you know, say like there are some, you know, some characters got the short thrift in this like adaptation and some, some characters I think actually like benefited from like this adaptation. And like, I think one of the most important, like one of the characters that really benefited and like, I, I really like liked all the stuff they added in or at least, you know, expanded on with him was Solidus. Like, I feel like, I never had a huge impression of Solidus from the, the game. And like, I think they add in, you know, they really hammer home his like relationship with Jack, basically like with Raiden, like, which comes kind of out of nowhere in the game. Like it's like, they don't reveal there's any real connection between Solidus and Raiden until like the torture scene, like in the game, if I recall correctly, but you know, that, that first they added in the scene, like where, you know, Solidus calls Raiden on his cell phone, like right at the beginning to like, you know, establish a connection between them, which I thought was good. And I, I thought, you know, I think his voice actor seemed to be like having a lot more fun. They gave him a lot more lines that were like, you know, more like funner to read, I guess. Like, I like how he was calling him like Jackie boy and stuff like that. And like, I, I don't know, it was like so Solidus just seemed like a lot have a lot more personality in this motion comic. Like uh, TJ, do you have any thoughts about that or? Yeah. I mean, to that end, there was a lot in, and I think kind of, um, you know, talked about a little bit earlier, like with the, um, the change, but yet, the additional characterization of like say Peter Stillman and how much stuff did they add with Batman? Good Lord. Um, and I, I just want to say, sorry to interrupt. I just want to say every time they mentioned fat man. And even now when you said fat man, I can't help but hear Batman whenever anybody says fat man <laughs> in this motion comic. And just now I heard Batman. So every time somebody was like, Oh my God, it's fat man. I, I heard, Oh my God, it's Batman. And I'm like, where, where's Batman? Yeah, so sorry. Yes. And as we're talking about fat man, that's when my giant Clyde or giant cat Clyde decided that, that I was talking to him and made his beeline over here. Um, but you know, and there was, there was a lot more, you know, to that. And, 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 and yeah, definitely there was a lot added with Solidus, but I just it, like all the way around. That is one of the, 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 the high points that I do give to this comic is the fact that there was just so much more characterization when it came to 
um, you know, again, Solidus, Peter Stillman, Fortune, um, Fat Man. I think the 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 one relationship that kind of got a little bit shortchanged on this one was the uh, Emma Emmerich and uh, Hal Emmerich or Otacon dichotomy because that's when you found out that there was some really screwed up dynamics to to, to Otacon's growing up. Because um, I didn't know if you, it, it, I, I don't know that you knew this or not, but in see in the, in the video game, um, Emma, Emma hadn't spoken to Hal in like 10 years because um, they were step siblings and they were very, very close. And Hal decided to have an affair with his stepmother, which caused his father to commit suicide by taking his wheelchair and diving himself into the pool. And then, and then so once, once Hal's dad died, then at that point that, that shattered Emma and they hadn't spoken for like 10 years until this moment. And, and that never got touched upon. And I, and I think that was kind of a good thing that they didn't go into that really dark sorted history of Hal Emmerich on that. So, so that's something got shortchanged. Uh, but at the end, yeah, I mean, for the most part, it was just really good characterization, really good building up on a lot of characters. That's definitely a high point to the, the digital comic. Yeah, when, when I when I said some characters got the short, you know, straw or whatever, I definitely had Emma in mind because they, you know, she she shows up for like one scene and it's like, hey, it's my sister, like Emma Emmerich, like go go save her. And like in the game, Raiden <laughs> is the one who saves her. And like in this one, it's like Snake saves her and then she gets stabbed by Vamp and then she dies, like basically like. But like, you know, she's she, she's around for a lot longer in the game. And like, you know, they, they kind of like she has a fear of water, which like, you know, stems from like her, you know, her stepdad committing suicide in the pool or whatever. And like almost like killing her, too. And like the, the whole point of that is that like Raiden has to like take her through those like flooded sections and she's like terrified of water. And like that's like a whole thing you have to go through in the game. And, you know, of course, that, that whole shitty escort mission section yeah, the terrible told. escort mission yep uh-huh and which yeah. which which has led to the meme worthy legendary uh happy riding proclamation of like colonel campbell we've managed to avoid drowning like like it's some big accomplishment <laughs> like well thank god riding you did the basic thing you needed to do to survive like, you, <laughs> you didn't open your mouth underwater like but yeah, like so, Emma really got the short straw. But maybe, maybe like like TJ said, maybe it was for the best because it gets really kind of screwed up. Because there's like, yeah, there's there's some weird ass family dirty laundry at aired out between her and Hal that like all landed on the chopping block for the motion comic that, you know, and, and there's a lot of, well. I want to say like, it, it's kind of melodrama because like, you know, Otacon is a big crybaby. So it's like, you know, when Emma dies, he's like wailing and shit. And like, you know, Snake has to like comfort him. And like in this, like Snake is like, you know, get a grip, man. Like, I need you on that helicopter. And he's like, OK, I'll do it, man. But it, like in the in the, the video game, it's like, man, like they they like Otacon collapses like three or four times and Snake has to like drag him up. Then they do their like bro shake or whatever, like and like that's always cool. That's the biggest thing missing from this from this digital comic, and I was sorely disappointed that we didn't get the 
the patty cake bros slapping each other, crisscross <laughs> yeah. That was just amazing. They were like, game on, yeah. And then, and then he gets nothing. He goes from he goes from Shia LaBeouf telling us to do it to turn around. He's like, yeah, what? crying. <laughs> I love I love that scene because like Snake and Otacon do their like secret handshake or whatever, and like Raiden's <laughs> watching them, and like Raiden has this expression on his face where he's like, "That's the coolest thing I've ever seen." <laughs> you guys are bros. Yeah, that's awesome. Can I have a secret handshake with you, Snake? Like. <laughs> Uh, you haven't deserved it yet, kid. You haven't earned it yet, kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and here's, here's a little sense of irony as I was sitting there watching this. I hadn't even realized this. Because um, number one, you know, Al Emmerich, and, 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 and really, if you ever go back and do your homework on this, Derek, you're going to find this extremely enjoyable. Uh, Otacon slash Hal Emmerich really has the most damaged relationship with women that you're ever going to see whether it's Stockholm syndrome, falling in love with, with the terrorist uh, sniper wolf in the first game, the quasi pre porn hub stepbrother. What are you doing relationship that he has with Emma in this game? And then going to number four, where he's got this weird freaking like, crush obsession turned one night stand thing with uh rachel I mean, was it was no it wasn't her name wasn't rachel. Oh, naomi. naomi thank you yes naomi and and then ironically enough both uh naomi and emma emmerich were voiced by jennifer hale so there there's there's just a lot of onions that that, that, that peel off really there should be if there isn't already a YouTube video, just going into the, 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 the damaged psychological wonder that is Otacon and women. Yeah. And the, a lot of like, you know, we had the whole sniper wolf thing in the first motion comic, but they, yeah, they kind of chopped everything with him and Emma in this one, like aside from her showing up and dying, basically. <laughs> there. We didn't, we didn't even get the magical parrot flying away, the symbolism on that either, you know. Uh, there was no magical parrot, nope. Although I, I I thought it was cool that, um, like, one cool thing, I guess, that Raiden got to do, like, I guess in this was, like, like I, I feel like, like, in the game, it's like, like, Raiden's the one who has to have, like, has to, like, escort Emma, like, across, like, that bridge or whatever when she gets jumped by Vamp. Or, or at least, like, you know, cover her with a sniper rifle. So it's like, you know, by the time she gets to the end of it, like, Vamp grabs her and stabs her. So it's kind of it kind of looks like Raiden's fault almost because he wasn't covering her. But in this, it's like right. Vamp, Vamp jumps her and snakes with her. And Raiden's the one who, like, put, shoots Vamp in the head, like, this time. And, like, before, you know, well, I mean, she still gets stabbed. But it, I don't know. It, it made him look a little, like, cooler than he did in the game. But. But if you re- if you think about it though, it was it was the sniper shot that Raiden did that ended up jerking the knife out of her back, and that's why she ended up bleeding out. <laughs> yeah. So, so you know, Raiden kind of ends up coming off as a bit of a douchebag. <laughs> it's true, but it's okay. <laughs> it's, like, I, it's okay like I, I think you know when he when he was all like you know die you son of a bitch like and shot vamp in the head and 
you know, Otacon's like, but my sister. But in Ryan's like, but did you see that headshot? Damn, like that was great. Good job, kid. Well, I think you were in the got... secret handshake now. Like <laughs> you're all like, there. I'll give you. I'll give you a C on that one, kid. <laughs> Enough of your crap. Just die already. Great shot, Ken. That was one in a million. But yeah, you're right, though. Like, even, like, the other members of Dead Cell, like, you know, Fortune and Vamp, like, and even Fat Man, like, I feel like they got more, like, depth and, like, expansion. Vamp in the video game, they don't really explain anything, like, about him. Like, like he's a vampire, I guess. Like, he can run on water, he can run up walls, like, he can get shot in the head and, like, come back, like... And there's never any explanation for that until, you know, uh, Metal Gear Solid 4, everything is nanomachines, basically. So, like, right. But, right. yeah, but, and then Fortune, like, you know, they kind of explain, oh, she can't be hurt because, you know, the Patriots had, like, you know, some kind of electromagnetic, like, force field installed on her or something. And that's, that's, like, I don't know how that works exactly. Like, what were they monitoring her, like, 24 7? So she didn't, like, try anything crazy but you know whatever like uh, i'm willing to accept it for like you know whatever the poetic justice or whatever but but uh and then yeah then you've got fat man who like you know he they they go into his whole he doesn't he's not like again in the video game he's not a whole he doesn't have a whole lot of uh depth to him i guess but they gave him like an actual like backstory in this where you know he had a, his rival in bomb making school or whatever and but yeah, where he blew a kid up. <laughs> oh, yeah, he blew a kid up. Yeah. Super dark. Yeah. But the, yeah, they, they did kind of cut him and Stillman. Well, they they had they had it, their relationship, but they cut like Stillman's like sort of fake limp and whatever. Which which was more annoying to you? The overacting that was done by the Batman voice actor in the in the digital comics. Um, because like I said, you didn't get enough in the in the, the in the video game to where it was kinda like overkill. But like, I mean just the the cray I mean just like the overdone accent, the overdone I'm an I'm an insane mad bomber, yeehaw type thing. Was was it that or as we got more fortune and more of her story, we also got more of the soap opera melodrama poor me i wish i could die but i can't poor me poor me that did get a little old yeah (laughs) Yeah, it was like it's like a double-edged sword like at one at one point i was happy to get more information on these characters but at at the other point it's like 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 you said like it's like man good thing fortune wasn't in more of that game because if she was going to be like that then you know it's like Fortune shows up like, what, three times in the video game? It's like her first appearance where she kills those Navy SEALs. Then she goes down right. to the basement and has that like non-boss battle with Raiden where you just have to avoid her gun for like a certain amount of time until the, what, what is it? Like the elevator is coming down and you just got to like avoid yeah. her until the elevator yeah. arrives. Yeah, and then, until Vamp shows up. Yeah. yeah. And then it's like all the way until the end, she doesn't like show up again. Like, and that's like when she's on the you know surface of Arsenal Gear or whatever. So like, I mean, you didn't get much with her in the video game, and it was just like you know, woe is me, I can't die. Like, all my friends are dead, all my my father's dead, my husband's dead, everyone's dead. Like, woe is me. 
blah 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 and, and whatever but this one yeah it's like she you yeah. know you got the extra in, stuff in of the, her drinking in, and stuff in the video game there was like there was that undercurrent of tragedy and you were like you know there's that sad soppy you know blade runner style saxophone kind of being played under and you know like yeah that's cool music and man this sets a mood and God, I, 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 that's a, that's a trad, that's a damn tragedy. I feel bad for. Oh shit, Vamp died. Now she's losing her shit again. This shit just can't get it. And then, I mean, you're not even five minutes into the first appearance of her in the comic. You're like, seriously, dude, you really got to find a way to fucking put that gun in your mouth because <laughs> yeah. it's getting old real quick. That that was definitely overkill. Yeah. Well, I mean, you do get the payoff of Ocelus just ripping her a completely new asshole like at the very end where he's like and we had to listen to your insufferable bullshit this yeah, whole time uh, that was and good. guess what <laughs> like you could have died this whole time you stupid annoying cunt face you know like it was just like <laughs> he just totally like reams her you know so it's like that was kind of funny yeah well I think we told you I think we told you like in the last episode we talked uh, like that Ocelot is basically kind of like the star scream of the series. Like, so he kind of like, you know, betrays everyone, like has his own agenda always. And like, you know, he gets like moments like that where he's like, you know, he gets to be cool and he gets to get one up. But then, you know, he's also got the, the magic ghost hand or whatever starting this game. Oh, but it's not a ghost hand. I forgot. It's nano machines. Yeah. It 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 because it because it actually is Liquid's arm that got like sewn onto him, but through the magic of hypnosis, nano machines, and probably some sort of you know fully drug loaded cocktail deal, yeah, he ends up just just a a, a a a mental mess. And that was another really cool thing about the digital comic was how they were uh, really upplaying. The, the psychosis going on in his mind between him and Liquid. I re- I did really like how they added that. Yeah, that in- was cool. It gives Cam Clark, you know, something to do because they had him. Well, the, the, like in the video game, Derek, it's like when when Liquid takes over Ocelot, you hear Cam Clark like talking out of Ocelot. It's like so he's like, you know, brother, like mm. Snake, it is I, like Liquid. But in in this like the motion comic, they just had Ocelot talk with his normal voice actor, and you know, yeah, added some real weird weird here and Patrick Zimmerman doing a real kind of sketchy Liquid impression. It it didn't work for me all that well. Yeah, but I, I did, like you said, I did like those brief scenes we got of, like, you know, Liquid in his head, like, like chatting with them, like, you know, you know, only one of us is going to, you know, survive, like, and that's, that's kind of, you know, hinting at eventually, you know, in Metal Gear Solid 4, it's like, you know, you've got Liquid Ocelot, where, you know, it's like Liquid's, like, almost completely taken over his mind or whatever, and it's like a kind of a merger of the two characters, but... But yeah, like I mean, like I said, there there's some things like you got more of, and I was appreciative of it. But you you're you're right, TJ. It did like in some certain cases, like Fat Man and and Fortune, it got a little like overbearing. But I I am glad they had plenty of uh, Fat Man rollerblading around. <laughs> well, I've got a brand new pet roller skates. Tell me, Snake, do you have a brand new key? 
you, you can't that out at your leisure. I'm sorry. That was really cool. I remember, like, I remember watching my friend fight Fat Man for the first time, like, way back when. And I was just like, are you kidding me with this guy? Like, he rollerblades around, like, th- throwing bombs at you and shit. You know, to be fair, though, I do have to admit that that really was, at least amongst the boss battles, I would probably rank that up there probably as my second favorite one. Just because of, you know, you had to go in and, and, and you're fighting him, you have to, you know, disarm the C4 that he plants while he's skating around. You only have that one little bit of his, of his noggin that, that kind of pops out that you can, you can shoot at. And then the, the, the grand and, and spoiler alert for a game that's 20 years old, but after he's, you know, dead and gone, much like, correct me if I'm wrong, but in the, digital comic i don't think they had it but uh, in the in the video game there's another bomb that, that's set to blow when you defeat fat man you have no idea where it is and then you figure out oh you got to pick him up and drag him because he's laying on top of it um, yeah and i think in the digital comic they kind of did something like that but it was later on and then that was the bomb that kills Stillman because it was like this surprise bomb with the yeah the, the booby trap yeah <laughs> I, re- I remember um like we figured that out like instantly the first time like uh like we we played the game because like I think as soon as like he the, someone I forgot who tells you but there's like you know whoa fat man le- left one more bomb and you gotta disarm it before it goes off and like I think like my friend like pulled out the bomb detector or whatever it was like as soon as that happened and we were still right next to Fat Man's body and then like the bomb detector was still beeping and we're like oh wait is it on him and then we're like oh all you have to do is like pick him up and like shake him around and oh there it is okay yeah and depending on what level you're you're playing on too there's like that other uh, what is it that the, the fragrance old meter whatever it's like yeah whatever that, it was that, that detected the bomb yeah. Yeah, but it's got like in your codec, it's got that little greenish cloud thing right there. So yeah, yeah, it's you know that's the thing about the Metal Gear games is it it doesn't it doesn't stump you. Like it's it's very it's very easy to find way you know your way through the game, whether it's from the obvious things that go on or the fact that all you have to do is hit your codec, and and whomever you talk to will tell you what you need to do. Yep. Even if the, what you need to do is like, you know, go grab the CD case. Like, it should be on the CD case. Like, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, well, you know, to be fair, there was plenty of us that were like, I'm looking, there's no way to spin around and find it without, of course, realizing that they're talking about the game case. It was very ingenious. Kojima really knows how to mess with people. You know, I, I do have, like, it's not, like you said, it's not one of my favorites, but, like, I, I do have fondness, especially, like, nostalgic fondness for Metal Gear Solid 2. Like, and I think I, you know, at the time it was a little frustrating, but, I, I you know, I still had, you know, we had a lot of fun playing it, whether it was Snake or Raiden. And, and, like, uh, you know, I, looking back on it, I was like, man, what a, what a friggin' ballsy, bold move, like, you know, at the time. Like, you know, if, if that was the reaction he wanted, then, like, man, he got it. Like, you know, and, I, like, he, you know, Ko, Koji must, like, always says, like, you know, uh, look, I, I wanted to 
I wanted you like it was part of like the sort of like the meta textual thing we were talking about where it's like I wanted you to look at Solid Snake as like, you know, a legendary hero. And like you could only do that if you were someone else, like if you weren't be if you weren't Solid Snake. So that's why, you know, you play as Raiden because then Solid Snake looks super badass because like, you know, you're not him, but you, you you're looking up to him and stuff. A, a really great way for for the non-gamer the emotional aspect of playing Raiden is that if say you're playing Arkham Knight or let's let's say you're playing uh, Arkham Asylum right the, the the first of the the really great Batman trilogy games that just came out and you're kicking ass as Batman and you're just falling in love playing with the gadgets and doing the this and the that and you're just you know you're 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 just you know, kicking ass, and I get to be Batman, and this is fucking awesome. And then all of a sudden, here comes Arkham City. And you're excited, and you're, this is going to be great. You're going to have a, this is just going to rock and roll. And you get to spend, like, the first uh, 10-15% of the game playing as Batman, but you get into one section... And then all of a sudden you have to play as 12-year-old Dick Grayson, not in any kind of cool armor, but you're stuck in the old red tunic with the, 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 the tidy whitey green shorts and the green slippers, and, and that's the Robin you have to play as, 12-year-old Dick Grayson coming through the, 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 the whatever it was in the 1941 cover. That's what you get to play as for the rest of Arkham City. That's kind of the disappointment you get. You don't want to be Robin. You want to be Batman. And with this, you don't want to be Raiden. You want to be Snake. You don't want to be the point of view character that sits there and says, Batman is awesome, and I'm helping him. No, that's not what you want to do. Yeah, but, then was... you, but then you grow up, and everyone on Twitter loves your ass. Yep. <laughs> well, I, I was... <laughs> I, w- I was going to make the joke. It's like I always joke where it's like, you know, Metal Gear Solid 2... It's like, you know, fans were like, oh, we want to play as Snake. And uh, Kojima's like, no, play as this effeminate noob. <laughs> and then, like, you fast <laughs> fast forward to, like, Metal Gear 4, and then fans are like, oh, holy shit, like, we want to play as Raiden. And, and then <laughs> Kojima's like, no, play as this sad old man. <laughs> How do you take the shittiest character in 2001's lineup of games yeah, just wait for eight years and make him a cyborg ninja. That'll that'll fix it. That'll <laughs> that'll fix it right up. Like Metal Gear Solid Four, like all of a sudden, it's not so cool to be Snake anymore, is it? Like, I mean, it is still, but like you know, he's all old and decrepit in that game. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like I like you know. I thought like when when they when Metal Gear Solid Four came out, everyone was kind of like, "Oh, cool! Is Raiden gonna be like the ninja character equivalent like in this game?" And he kind of was. And then like you know they they really went all in on that. And now like uh, you know, have you ever played Metal Gear Rising, TJ? I haven't played the Ri- I haven't played Rising in and of itself. No, I've I, I have watched plenty of videos and. I mean, it does look badass in the fact that it's, I mean, there's, it doesn't appear, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's pretty much just balls to the wall action there. I mean, there's no stealth or anything like no. that. You are just going yeah. there with the sword and you're just kicking ass. Yep. And then you get a, at some point, get a, get a, get a, have ninja robot cyborg 
ride and walk around with a poncho and a sombrero. <laughs> sombrero, yep. It's what funny. Everyone everyone that? remembers that just because it's an it's an unlockable like costume for him, like just wearing the sombrero sombrero and the like the poncho. But like he's he only does that for like one scene, and he's like just being an ass. Like where they're like, "Oh, Ryden, you have to disguise yourself," and he's just like, you know, what this isn't sufficient. Like, and it's just you know, it's cyborg self, his cyborg ass with a poncho and a sombrero on, like. Uh, <laughs> But no, like I, I highly recommend that game because it's like super fun. Like and like, you know, showing like it and it's all like if you like Raiden as a character, it's a good like evolution for him because like, you know, he comes to finally comes to grips with his past kind of in that game. Like, you know, he embraces like his sort of Jack the Ripper like side of him. And uh, what's her like, you know, this game. Uh, you know, Olga is talking about her daughter, you know, who, you know, we meet in Metal Gear Solid 4, Sonny. And then in Metal Gear Rising, Sonny is basically Raiden's like tech person. So, you know, so it all plays out. Every character gets their their just do, I suppose. Is that uh, 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 I'm assuming that's on that's a that's a PS4 game, right? Uh, PS3. It is PS3, okay. Yeah, but it's well, if you can find it for cheap or, you know, downloadable or whatever, it's it's well worth a play. And it's it's a pretty short game, too. Like, it's only, like, eight hours long, but it's it's super stylish, super awesome. Like, if you, and, like, they don't, there's not a lot, there's a lot of mentions of Solid Snake, but they don't, like, really talk about what happened to him. Because it's like, you know, the implication at the end of Metal Gear Solid 4 is that he, like, died, like, almost. Or, you like, you know, he died of old age or, like, degeneration or whatever. But, you know, like, in Metal Gear Rising, like, Raiden's always like, oh, man, yes, like, Snake's the man. Like, Snake taught me so much. Like, you know, Snake's awesome. Snake's this. Snake's that. But they never actually say, like, what happened to Snake. Yeah, no, it was pretty much made very clear that he was passing on there. And as I am seeing here, Amazon.com, I can get uh, Metal Gear Rising for $19.99. Oh, that's a steal. Yep. Totally worth it. One of my favorite, one of my favorite Metal Gear games, like possibly one of my favorite like video games of all time. Like it's, it's so like super stylish. Like, you know, Raiden in, in, in Metal Gear Solid 2, it's like in this motion comic, it's like Raiden fights off like an army of, uh you know, Metal Gear, mass produced Metal Gear Rays and whatever. And, like, he kind of barely survives it. But, like, Metal Gear Rising, the boss of the first level is a Metal Gear Ray, and you fight it hand-to-hand. It's, like, that's how much technology, like, has progressed from then to then to that game. Did it actually say how many years it took place after Metal Gear 4? Um, I think it's, like, five years, or it's, like, oh. between two and five years. Yeah, just because I mean, I mean, you know, like I said, in the, in the first game or in, in 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 Metal Gear Solid Four, and I know we're way getting off topic with the Metal Gear uh, uh, Digital Comic there, but um, he was such an overpowered badass that they had to really just mess him up. It was kind of like one of those deals where, like, if Superman shows up in a video game, all he's got to do is just snap his fingers and go, "Okay, done," and then off to the next deal. And it was kind of just how overpowered Raiden was in that game in, in, in Metal Gear Solid 4. It's like, well, why is he doing all this stuff? Well, you know, let's go ahead and have him against Vamp, and then that way you got the unkillable, you know, the, 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 the nanomachines keep Vamp to where he cannot die. Spoiler alert. And he just 
stabs and just, you know, totally, <laughs> totally fucks riding up where you have to go to Europe to try to get him replacement blood or whatever the hell the deal was there. And then all of a sudden he loses an arm, but that's okay. Cause Ryan is still enough of a, he has graduated enough to a badass from metal gear solid two to four to where he's, he, he's, he's kicking motherfuckers ass, cutting them down with the sword using his feet. Yeah. That's and how much the- of a badass. And at the end, end of the game, he's like he's he's got the sword in his mouth too. So he's he's killing people with his feet and his and his sword in his mouth. He's he's like lost half of his damn blood. He's missing an arm, and he can still hold back a battleship from crashing into Moses Island. This is a very overpowered character. So it's nice that he actually had a game where he can unleash the raw fury that we probably should have seen in Metal Gear Four. But it's a good thing we didn't, or there wouldn't have been much of a game for for Solid Snake to really for do Snake anything. Do yeah, yeah. At the very least, like even though we we made the we made the comparisons, but at least Raiden gets his like Gohan like power up, and he keeps it like, and he never gets overshadowed like by it like for by anyone else after that. So, but in whatever case, uh, like I guess we're we're way off topic now, like you said. But like you know, like I enjoy, like you know, whatever my problems are with like the you know the ending or whatever, how they treated Raiden or whatever. Like like Derek said, I think this is a is a pretty top quality motion comic. I'm glad they got most of the cast back. Like I think I like Ashley Wood's art. Like I mean, some people will say it looks you know sketchy and weird, but I I think it it really suits Metal Gear. And like, yeah, like I generally enjoyed this and I'm, you know, I'm glad we had you on TJ to like talk about it. And I was very, very glad to be on here. And again, um, just to kind of, you know, uh, just shadow what you say there, whether it's Ashley Wood's art, which don't kid yourself, uh, kids out there at home, the, the, the sketchy artwork that Ashley Wood does is actually way tougher to pull off. It, it says a lot to where, you could sit there and say Ashley's Ashley Woods' art is 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 so sketchy and it's so simplistic, but it's it's really what makes it that much. You know, it, it, don't don't what's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, you know, don't dismiss it because of that style. It's very hard to pull off, and he does it very well. It's very comparable to uh, uh, Yoji Shinkawa's uh, character design. Um, I think Alex, I can't remember what his name is. Is it Granger? Garner? Um, whoever it was that had written the script and did the story for this, I will commend him for just adding so much more character to, to the overall, to the overall cast of characters that are, that are in there. Um, a lot more, uh, uh, in-depth things that had gone on. Um, but again, it's, if I had to grade it, you know, like on a scale of, of one to five, I would probably give it like maybe a three and a half just because of the fact that, as I said before, don't take it as the end all be all. Well, I don't need to play the game. I've read the digital comic. No. If you really want to get the full intent and the full context, play the game. The comic is a very, very good, competent, quality supplemental. Don't take what myself or, or really, you know, any of the downsides that, that, that we've said here on the show today, enjoy it because it really is very well done. Despite some of the misgivings we may have. Yeah. 
Derek, do you have any like closing thoughts? I, I just I enjoyed watching it. I thought it was fun. I kind of I, I kind of like that. I have a few more things in my lexicon belt as far as Metal Gear is concerned. So so that's fun. I, I'm, I'm glad I, I I'm, I'm uh, uh, more knowledgeable about Raiden and his power ups and his, you know, mouth sword wielding ways and all that kind of good <laughs> stuff. Raiden, look at me. Have your youth. Don't waste it. You can start over. From here on, this is my fight. I. We tore the world apart. Made your life a living hell. Okay, well, why don't you do our usual closing spiel? Yeah, if you got any uh, comments, questions, and or concerns, if you're totally concerned about that bro-cis relationship that didn't get talked about in the motion comic, send us angry emails at fanholespodcast at gmail.com. If you want to check out the backlog of episodes of the proper podcast, which you've been listening to, they can be direct downloaded at fanholespodcast.blogspot.com. We're on all kinds of social media. We're on Tumblr, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We appreciate all the likes, hearts, shares, and retweets that we receive. We can be streamed. We're on all kinds of uh, streaming services. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, and Amazon Music. And yeah, I think that'll do it. All right. Well, again, thank you, TJ, for coming on. Uh, do Do you want to plug anything before we sign off? You know, just make sure to swing by and give a listen to the old Quad M show Mondays at noon Eastern. You can get us over at quadmproductions.com as well as any place that you can get uh, your podcast fixes. Quadm Show at quadmproductions.com. Awesome. All right, so this is Mike uh, signing off. This is Derek, anti-Metal Gear. Metal Gear. Signing off. And TJ signing off. Yeah.
<laughs> it always made me laugh too, like when, when Solidus is kind of like, you know, like, oh, oh, like Fortune, like you want Arsenal gear, you can have it. It's useless without like these, like the Metal Gear Rays, like supporting it, and like she's kind of like the Metal Gear Rays you've just had Raiden like destroy, like you know. <laughs> oh yeah, like I probably shouldn't have done that. My bad. Like it's a damn coffin. He was like, "Well, you can have it. <laughs> like you, like seal yourself inside it, and you can whine up some more. It could be a big echo chamber for your angst." <laughs> I think my favorite part of that was the uh, fortune. Get down here. I'm busy. Oh, you're busy. You're too busy to come down here. Oh, and maybe take out the guy that killed your father. It's like, wow, you went from, like, being, like, the badass of the snake triplets to being the, like, the condescending dick. <laughs> I guess maybe you're right. There were a lot more people in that, in that, in that, in that comic that just really, it was kind of like a, everyone was being condescending to each other. The jerkiness factor was definitely amped up. But, I mean, I'll take that over, like, you know. 20 minute conversations between Rose and Ryden about their relationship. <laughs> like that's a lot, Derek, that's like a lot of the melodrama I'm talking about that they snipped, like where mm-hmm. it's just like Rose is like, like Ryden's like, Oh, I'm pinned down by enemy fire. And Rose is like, Jack, do you remember the day we met? Like Ryden's like, this is not the time for that Rose. And Rose is like, Oh, I think it is. We need to discuss like all the various facets of our relationship. Don't you remember our first fight was about what building King Kong was on? Not right now, Rose. <laughs> you said it was you said it was the Safe building. And I said it was the Chrysler building. And I was wrong. <laughs> and then it's like, you know, she's like, and then we went back to your place and I went in your room and there was nothing in your room and you got mad. Like <laughs> You didn't even have a poster. 